You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the Becca Cook Show. I'm Becca Cook. This is China Baldwin. China Baldwin. And um, we're doing kind of our monthly check-in. Yes. And uh, so it's the today, best. It's the best. The our best. monthly check-ins. We're here in lovely Santa Barbara, Montecito, mm-hmm. next to this beautiful fire. So cozy. And uh, and you know the new year is about to happen. Hallelujah. And I just want to ask you, tell me kind of what in 2020, uh-huh. this has been a crazy year. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a very, very... Have you been holding on for one more day? I've been holding <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been holding on for one more day. And But tell me about your 2020 in terms of your walk with the Lord, your spiritual growth. What, what are kind of, kind of some of the highlights? What's happened? Because I know you were having some problems before. Yeah. Kind of seeing God as father. Mm-hmm. Because... Wait, these are two separate questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. But tell me, so tell me, start with the first question. Okay. Do you have anything I can bang my head against uh, before I answer the question? Because I literally had such a terrible year. But um, the best part of this year was meeting you. Oh. No, I mean it. That's so sweet. It's the truth. You are just such an amazing, huge gift in my life. And just being able to like call you at any time, day or night, and be like, Pastor! Pastor! I call him Pastor because why shouldn't I? I mean, he knows everything about anything there is to know about God and the Word. And he went to seminary school. And he's, you're just, I mean, yes, that's amazing. But just your heart, just... You know, you just got such a beautiful heart. Thank you. Well, I feel the same way about you, you meeting you this year. We met. Thank when did you. we meet? We met when I called, <laughs> when I Jan- called when Stephen it- in January, I think it was, or February. No, it was really hot outside, though. But there was already coronavirus, so it had to be later because there was already. Oh, right. Yeah. It was like in the summer yeah. in L.A. We met in L.A. Yeah. But um, it was weird because I had done... Um, uh, a, a California preaching and I'd spoken a little bit about homosexuality and every other comment was get a change of affection by Beckett Cook you have to read this amazing book by Beckett Cook and I was like who's this Beckett Cook and then literally the following day I called Stephen to ask him if he would be on my show Stephen Baldwin and um <laughs> And he was like, yes, and you should think about having my friend Beckett, who I'm sitting with right now, to be on your show as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, whatever. I don't know. And then he was like, his name is Beckett Cook, and he's written a book called Change of Affection. I went, <laughs> what are you talking about? Is this the Beckett Cook that everyone on my channel is commenting about? And I said through the speakerphone, I was like, wait a minute, are you the Beckett Cook that wrote the book on homosexuality? And you were like, yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I met you, was literally a few days later. Yeah. And yeah. I remember that I remember that day being 
so hot because I, I remember oh things like in temperature because <laughs> like you you probably loved it because you're always cold but it was even hot for me it was so hot That's and I was dying but it was great yeah mm. and we all had fans blowing right directly in our yes. faces during the interviews and it wasn't helping at all that's yeah. how hot it was but you know 2020 yeah it's been really really difficult I mean obviously I've had a child that has had a health crisis yes. and that has been really challenging. I mean, Vance is open about it. He had cancer. Um, our son was diagnosed when he was 16. And um, yeah, it was really gnarly. I always add the G just for that extra. Very gnarly. <laughs> it was yes. very gnarly. And um, it was super painful and scary. Um, I, I can't even really access the feelings sometimes. Like it comes and goes, kind of like grief comes in waves. You can't, like if you lose somebody you love, you're not crying 24 seven. You know, you're laughing one minute and then you're hysterically crying the next. It's kind yeah. of that way with yeah. um, a cancer diagnosis. You know, obviously you can't feel the intensity of that diagnosis 24 seven. So. Thank God for that. I think that's God's way of it's survival instincts. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah. He created the human body that way. Yeah. So um, that's been really rough, but thank you, Jesus. He's doing great. And um, then I lost my other mother, Jackie. Um, that was the, that was in 2020. Well, it was actually in 2019. So it's a little bit of a stretch, but I've still been grieving that, and yeah. I haven't completely. Uh, dealt with it yet because I've had to deal with my son and his recovery and I've ha haven't had a chance to properly grieve it. So 2020 has been... So Jackie, explain okay. why she was your other mother. Yeah, so Jackie uh, was, let's just say, my best friend, my mother, my sister, my even my daughter, all wrapped into one person. She was um, 25 years older than me. And she was a homosexual uh, woman who was not practicing. She wasn't in a relationship with anybody, but for several, several, several years. I mean, when I met her in 91, she hadn't had a girlfriend in four years. And the whole time I knew her, she never was in a relationship. So she just wasn't practicing, but she definitely identified as gay. Um, and, and was your mother Michelle close to her? Yeah, they had a really nice friendship. It was it was beautiful because of course that concerned me because I was worried that there might be some envy there or yeah. some you know hurt feelings. I didn't I was always very sensitive about that, but my mom loved Jackie. I mean there was really not that much not to love. She was this beautiful like you know, um British thick British accent. Everything was like, oh, it's bloody brilliant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she was just um, a beautiful person. And she was a grandmother to my my children. And I think that's where I was worried about the competitiveness coming in because oh, right. my mom, you know, obviously loves her grandchildren and yes. I didn't want her to feel <clears throat> like there was any competition for that role. Um, but Jackie was able to be there for me in, in many ways that my mom couldn't or didn't or didn't want to be, you know, I mean, yeah. she's a wonderful woman, but, um, you know, she didn't want to be with me 24 seven and I like to hold people captive. So Jackie was willing <laughs> to be <laughs> my captive. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we had a beautiful friendship and it was really, really hard 
when she passed yeah. away. She passed away in my arms. It was Aww. really, really beautiful and really sad. And my kids were devastated because she was a very big part of their lives too. They called her Granny Jacks. Granny Jacks. Yeah. And so, and, and what else, so in 2020, in 2020, what else has been kind of a breakthrough for you that, you know, with, with the Lord or what, like, what was your walk with the Lord like in 2020? Yeah. I think that for me, I was just thinking, wow, God, you must really think that I am a bad because I was able to handle so much stuff and he was throwing things my way. So I just thought he must think I'm super tough. Like he must think I am made of steel. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can I have a break on? Yeah. Like... But I, I was, I mean, I talked to you about this before, but you know, when, cause you, she of course has her show, which is amazing. California preaching named after California dream and her parents song. And, and, um, yeah. Cause I'm no preacher. And, I, I told you when you, you know, and she's such a gifted evangelist and she has such a zeal and a passion for the Lord and for people to know the Lord. And so I, you know, it's like, there's that, there's the, as Paul talks about in Ephesians, there's that spiritual attack and we need to put on the full armor of God. And, and I'm sure Satan was not happy with you starting California preaching. Yeah. And, you... I mean, did you notice like when you started that show? When did, when did you start Cal Preach? Um, officially a year and a half ago. Uh, did and, you? Yeah. But I was ready to call it quits. I really didn't want to do it anymore because I, when I first started California Preaching, it was just all, I've said this on, I've said this on the last show that we did together, but it was just all really planned out. Literally every word I was going to say was on a teleprompter. It was all scripted. And I, I was that. like, you know, all dressed <laughs> yeah. up and the makeup. And I, I was... I was, it was fun and, and it was inspirational, but it just wasn't my personality. And I just felt like if my own personality couldn't come out in the videos that it just wasn't fun for me anymore. So I started to lose my zest for it and I started to get back pain. And every time I get back pain, like a pinch between my shoulder blades, it's all, I always know it's God talking to me. Like yeah. it's him always either saying like, slow down shut up, <laughs> you know, um, you know, get back to basics, um, you know, go back to the word, go, just get real and get real is really what I needed to do. I yeah. needed to get raw and real and strip it down and make it unedited. And so that's what I ended up doing. And then of course I felt just unshackled and free and I felt like like it was flowing and the Holy Spirit was actually flowing. And then of course my viewership started to really explode. And that's how I knew that people were identifying responding. with it and responding to it and lives were being changed. And that's, that was my whole mission was to, my, my mission was to further the kingdom of God and however God was going to do that. I kind of put it in his hands, but, um, yeah, it's been a blessing. I remember, um, I didn't even know you were a Christian. I, I didn't know much about you, per, your personal life. And I remember right when you started Cal Preach, Cal Preach you, I guess you'd sent the, the uh, intro video or the pilot yeah. episode to Kenya yeah. Baldwin. And she showed it to me and I was like, China Phillips is a Christian? Like, I had no idea. And it was, blew my mind. And I was so excited. I literally was, like, beaming with joy 
Because it's just so cool to find out, like, people that you, you know, I, of course, knew of your yeah. amazing music and the, you know, 80s and 90s. And, and then 90s only, 90s. 90s, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, I thought it was late. I thought it was, like, 89 or something. 91. Okay, 91, sorry. In the 90s. Um, <laughs> but I, it, it was so cool. I remember just being so ecstatic that day. Like, oh, my gosh, like, China Phillips. Baldwin is saved and like she's she start not only is she saved but she's like on fire for the Lord and she's started this channel and is just preaching I mean not preaching but just evangelizing and yeah. it's so awesome and I was so just blown away by that so that was that yeah. was a really cool moment well I'm glad that you watched it I'm glad Kenya shared it with you yeah I think so it was cool. before you even posted it I think you Kenya is Stephen's wife just for anybody yeah, who Stephen doesn't Stephen Baldwin's wife um, yeah uh, yeah, I don't even think you had posted it yet, or maybe you did, and she just showed it to me, and I was just like, "What?" That's amazing. And it was such a fun. It was such a great first video. Yeah, I Tyler know, directed that. I know you. Probably, you know, you were reading maybe on that first video, but yeah. it was so well done. It yeah. was like perfectly. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a, I might say it myself. <laughs> it was really good. If you haven't watched the video, uh, post go, the link to that video. I'll post the underneath. link to yeah. the the pilot video. What do you call that? The pilot. Uh, the, it's an introduction. Intro video. Intro video. Yeah. Um, so 2020 has so been. I've been embracing the suck of 2020. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been too. easy. It's definitely been challenging, and um, I've definitely been depressed. I've definitely been filled with anxiety, and I think I've definitely felt um, thankful that I've been able to stay prayed up during all of it and not lose my faith in the Lord and to be able to almost double down because yeah. I realize he's re really the only hope he's yeah. our only hope and so i really clinged to that is it clung or cling clung clung <laughs> to that so as it like were you was your prayer life even more intense because yeah of that? so i was pretty much face planting for jesus every single morning <laughs> we love to face plant for jesus i i swear i mean this is like something and we've talked about this and this happened to me the other night when I pray, I usually pray on my bedroom floor. Well, not, I used to all the time, like every day, to pray on the floor, prostrate, face plant. And it's, there's something about being the posture, that posture of humility mm -hmm. in front of the Lord, in mm -hmm. front of Jesus, mm -hmm. that I swear every time I do it, and I forget I have amnesia, but <laughs> every time I do it, I just feel... I'll be like, oh, this nothing's happening. This is just pointless. God, I'm not really feeling anything, and I love you, and I praise you, I worship you, I thank you. And then all of a sudden, I'll just be like, yes. like his presence, and I'll just start weeping. Yeah. So there's something to the face plan. There, there definitely is something to the face plan, and I think also just being able to say to God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step to take. I don't know how this is all gonna play out. I don't have any control over this. You know, you're in control of everything that I'm not in control of. I'm not in control of anything. God is in control of everything. Yes. And so it's really just, my prayer in 2020 has just been, okay, I'm completely out of control. So <laughs> you're in, I'm completely out of control and you're completely in control. Yeah. So 
do your thing. <laughs> do your, do your so, thing. Do your thing. You do you. <laughs> and I'll do me. And I'll do me. And, um, and so tell me about the the breakthrough you had with calling, you know, understanding God as father. Yeah. So that's been a big one for me. I've always stayed away from the word father. Uh, uh, when I have prayed, it's always been Lord, Jesus, uh, Savior, King, Alpha, Omega, Christ. But I would stay away from father because it just felt fake. It just felt inauthentic and it just felt not, it wasn't, it wasn't in my zone, my mm -hmm. comfort zone. And that's because I never had a father growing up. I did, but I didn't have a relationship with my father. Right. And I had a whole lot of abandonment issues, which I still have a whole lot of abandonment issues. And I still struggle with feeling like God loves me. And I still struggle with feeling like I have a father that loves me and cares for me and has plans for me to prosper and wants um, me in heaven. Like I literally still struggle with that. That is something that is so frustrating and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to admit because here I have this channel, but I think part of why the channel's working is because I'm honest about that. Yeah, you're authentic and a lot of people go through are going through the same thing. Yeah, I think that people <clears throat> realize I'm just one of the sheep and I'm, you know, I, I struggle with believing God loves me and I struggle and it's not like break out the violins like, oh, poor China doesn't believe God loves her. He's Jesus. Of course he loves you. It's Jesus. He's going to mm -hmm. love you. But I don't know. It's for me, I have a, <laughs> I have a lot of counseling to do, I guess, in that mm -hmm. area. I need like, you know, God is the great counselor, right? Yeah. And so I just keep asking my counselor to show me the love that he has for me. And I say, Lord, let me see myself the way you see me. Let me see myself through your eyes because I struggle with believing because I'm really hard on myself. I don't know. Are you hard on yourself? I'm so hard yeah, on myself. I am. I I'm am. really hard on myself. And I think all the time, like, I'm not doing it enough, right. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not reading the word enough. I'm not, I'm, I don't know enough about the Old Testament. And I, you know, I think that um, I, I heard somewhere, I don't know where, or maybe I read it that Martin Luther King had this amazing breakthrough moment, I think in church, I'm getting the chills just about to tell you the story, but, and he was listening to the pastor preach and suddenly the truth fell on him that there wasn't one thing he could do to earn more earn favor. more love from God or to or to earn more for his salvation. Yeah. That his salvation was a free gift yes. and that Amen. he was loved by an eternal God and that um, he had been striving for so many years to find favor in God's eyes. Yeah. And it makes me want to cry because I can understand why he wept because he had that literally it was like an earthquake. It just it just split him in two and he said he was never the same again once he had that revelation that he couldn't earn his way into heaven. There was yeah. nothing more, literally nothing he could do that. Yeah. It was a sign sealed and delivered and that he was 
loved by God and that he was saved. And I'm waiting for that moment to happen to love, me, but, basically. But, but speaking of that, I love when you say the adoption papers are signed by... Yes, his adoption papers were signed in his own blood. Jesus yeah. Christ signed our adoption papers in his own Yes, we're blood. adopted into the kingdom and are, we're, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And Amen. It's amazing. Um, and so was there anything else in 2020 that... Yeah, back to 2020. Thanks, Becca. <laughs> Just keep bringing it back to 2020. We're going to get to 2021. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that this has just been, I don't wake up in the morning and I hope this doesn't sound like bad Christian, but I don't wake up in the morning with this gigantic smile on my face like, oh, it's a new day for Jesus and I'm just so grateful to be alive and I'm just going to go open my Bible and just pray for an hour like that's not i don't you know again it's like i'm hard on myself you know like who really feels that i'm sure there are some people well i'm not a morning do. person so but i, I felt I that way i think it's hard because we both felt that way very early in our walk so i'm comparing and despairing yeah. like where's my faith because when i first came to jesus i was just so I couldn't, I could read the Bible for three, four hours straight and time would just fly. I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I've yeah. been reading this Bible for four hours or I would, you know, I, I, I would pray and I, or I would just constantly, I mean, I have Jesus on the mind all the time. Yeah. I really do have Jesus on the mind all the time. I mean, I think I read a quote that said, um, the righteous believer has Jesus on their mind twice a day, day and night. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's, it's like, true. I think when, um, when is this a Paul that says pray without ceasing? Yeah. Um, I think he's, I think it's Paul. Oh gosh. I should. I think it things. is. I think it but is. when he says pray without ceasing, I honestly, I mean, it's obviously like we don't need to join a monastery and literally pray without ceasing yeah. and not sleep. But it is that kind of thing where I always have, I'm always kind of in touch with Jesus, like yeah. throughout the day, yeah. throughout the night. Like I'm always kind of, he's on my mind. You've like, got the little Jesus, Jesus radar. Yeah. He's all, he, he's always there. And I'm always kind of, if I'm not praying, I'm thinking about him or like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm interacting with him in, in some sort of subtle way. And so. I think that's what Paul meant by pray without ceasing. It's like the Judas radar or the Jesus radar. Like, which one are you, which one are you, you tuned into? Yeah. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? And like, been, what, are you, what are you thinking? I've been thinking about my New Year's resolutions. Um, there's just so many aspects of my life that feel so out of control and out of whack right now. I mean, I feel like my body's been in a lot of pain, as you know. So I absolutely have to take make that a priority and get my diet straight. Because I know food really has a lot to do with how your body feels. And through my depression and anxiety, I've been really enjoying coffee ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I just had some coffee ice cream a second ago. Yeah, I've been enjoying the coffee mm. ice cream and I've just been eating a lot. It's a comfort for me. Food is a comfort for me. And um, I've been wanting to fast, but I don't fast food. So, <laughs> so I don't fast food and I don't fast food. Um, but I've got to... Like I'm praying for the will. I'm not real. That's a lie. I am not praying for the willingness to fast because I don't want to fast. Fasting is hard. It's fasting really hard. is horrible, but you do see results. I mean, mm. you know, you do see results really fast from what I hear. So 
Um, I mean, you got saved through fasting, honey. Yeah, my, my siblings and my family were, were praying and fasting for me. And so, yeah, fasting is effective. Yeah. So maybe I'll take a half a day out and fast, like on Wednesdays from 9 to 4. I mean, you could even just fast, like, coffee, ice cream, or just fast something like you do every... What do you do every Sometimes day? I put my phone in the drawer for an hour. Or... <laughs> I'd like button. to say a, an hour or two, but that would be a lie. I don't think I could do two hours without my phone. What if you just fasted from your phone for a day? I don't know. Day? That would be so hard. I mean, I'm that just being would... honest, but I'll do it if you do it. Okay. Well, no, no, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's look at it. What are you doing? We're shaking on it. No. Yeah. Okay, yay. Okay, you saw it here. She's going to fast from so her phone for a day. painful. Okay. Yikes. When is that happening? But remember when we were kids, like, we didn't even have to fast from our phones. I know. Because they were, like, on the wall or in the kitchen or something. I know. They were landlines. Oh, I'll just eat coffee ice cream if I can't have yes. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. So then so, fasting is a possibility for 2021. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to fast a little bit because it's just such an important part of, because, you know. It's a spiritual discipline. Jesus modeled fasting for us in the wilderness for 40 days that's of right. fasting. That's I mean, right. that's pretty intense. So, and during the time that Jesus was fasting, when he was the weakest physically, I mean, that's when Satan was tempting him. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine? But, no. Um, so I think. That's a good thing. I mean, obviously, 40 days is extreme. I know people who've yeah. done it, but I think it's extreme. For me, I don't know if I, I, don't, I would probably die. I know. I couldn't know. Yeah. 40 days 40 is days out. 40 days is out. Um, but we can do four hours. <laughs> four hours. <laughs> we can do four we hours. Can do, yeah. We can do a day, a couple days. So 2020, in a nutshell, has, I mean, I got coronavirus and in 2020 and Billy got coronavirus oh, in 2020 right. and Tyler, our assistant got, uh, you know, coronavirus, you know, Tyler, we love Tyler. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, our son's diagnosis and then grieving Brady Jacks and, uh, we had to move again into a new house. Um, that's a whole nother story. We had a, a financial crisis back in 2008 when the crash happened and right. we had to basically start over and um you know we've managed to to get by but it's been a really extraordinary time of rebuilding and the lord has been so good and he's definitely helped us to get back on our feet and to be able to um you know, not have credit card debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Let's just get honest here. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's good. But so. it's, it's all good and it's all coming together. And I feel like, I feel like 2021 is a time for laughter again and rejoicing. I mean, it says in the Bible so many times and you always text it to me. I say rejoice. I say rejoice, rejoice. And I'm just being honest. I'm definitely not in like this rejoicing state of mind. I forget to smile. I'm missing out on a lot of smiling in my life these days. And I have got to get back to smiling and rejoicing and praising the Lord and giving back is something I really, I want to work on gratitude uh -huh. and giving back because, yeah. um, but I feel like, I mean, in the giving back thing, I feel like you, you truly do give so much to California preaching. Thank you. And so, 
I feel like that is a lot of giving back because it it's a, it takes a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of energy. It is. And now I'm building a website and the website's going to have a lot of merch on it. And it's, I have a lot of one-liners on my show. And so... What are some of the, I love your one-liner. I don't know where you get okay, them. Okay, so genius. obviously I'm going to have a phone case that says Holy Spirit Activate. Okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit Activate. Holy Spirit Activate. And then I'm going to have one that says Jesus is my rock. That's how I roll. I love that one. And Where did you get that? I stole it off a mug that I found on Amazon. So I hope I don't get amazing. sued. And... and um, then I'm, I have a, a one-liner that is um, a life stitch with prayers less, less likely to unravel. It's a little I long. I love that. It's a little long. No, but I like but that But that one. could be on the back of a t-shirt or something, yeah. you know. Or um, Jesus thinks I'm to die for. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> really good. <laughs> you, have, you have the best one-liners. You have the best Jesus quote. thinks I'm to die for. And then... Um, we also like peace of Christ. I mean, I say peace of Christ after every single episode of California preaching before I end it. I always yes. say peace of Christ. Peace of Christ. Yeah. And Where did you get peace of Christ? Where did, I don't, I, I've never really heard it phrased that way. I know. Um, well, he does say my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, and my peace is not, the, what does he say about it not being the same as the earthly world. peace, worldly yeah. peace? So I just love that. Christ offers us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And um, I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> I'm so waiting for that, Lord. Yeah. Um, but I love saying peace of Christ because to me, it's just immediately calming and it just immediately is, it's, it's just imbued with what Jesus is all about. Love and peace and goodness yeah. and the word Christ, to me, I told you this last week, for me, it brings the man and God into one Christ. Yeah. You know, the Jesus man, Jesus. Truly and God and truly man. He was truly God, truly man, not fully man and fully God. That's but correct. But truly, truly man. Barely God, barely man. That's right. Barely God? Barely. Oh. <laughs> barely, barely, I said to you. Yeah, truly. I've never heard the barely part. Barely. 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 Um, yeah, so. And... It's funny because you recently, I think you told me the other day that when you say peace of Christ to people on the street, they, what do they think that you well, were saying? Pizza crust? <laughs> pizza crust. Pizza crust. I'm like, how come nobody ever responds to me when I say pizza crust? They're like, pizza crust. And my friend said, because they think you're saying pizza crust. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, and also it's just not something that somebody says all the time. Cause I always get nervous laughter back. Like, <laughs> you know, I never really. Yeah. Get Especially it. in like Santa Barbara, you know, <laughs> people are not used to hearing people say peace of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome that you do that and that you're so bold with your faith. Aww. And so what else in, in 2021? What are your goals? Kind of what? Oh, thank goodness. We're out of 2020 now. Yes. <laughs> We're in 2021. Okay. Um, I, I really pray that I can find my, uh, I don't want to go backwards. I don't really believe in going backwards. I mean, I really feel like I've been refined and that I've been, um, walking through some serious fire and the Bible does say that we will emerge like purified gold. And I'm believing in that. I'm, I'm standing on that, that yeah. I'm going to emerge like purified gold through this, these trials. And there have been many, um, yeah. 
and it's been a super painful year and I feel like a part of myself, I don't want to say I lost a part of myself, you know, because in a way that's a good thing. In a way, you know, we die to our old self. And yeah. And it's also like the, that refining process of God just pulling those things off of us. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to go backwards. Um, so I guess it's just about accepting that this has been a really painful year and accepting that it's been um, also a remarkable year with my channel and even with the growth with my amazing husband, Billy, we've been able to have difficult conversations that are difficult to have in marriages. And um, well, it's, it's hard for Billy to compete with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> no, but it's uh, so, yeah, I could see the, you know, there's a, you know, there's been a new man in your life for a while now. Yeah. And, and, that's tough. and he's so, he's so sweet and he's and, so yeah, he's awesome. supportive and he's so loving does it freak him out a little bit yeah because i'm becoming more outspoken like you said and a little more bold and mm -hmm. um i'm realizing though more and more that jesus is why i was put on this planet i was put on this planet to love and worship and adore and to serve my creator and yeah. that's it and um I'm going to be persecuted for it. You're going to be persecuted for it. And people are not always going to love what we have to say. And, you know, especially uh, now, like being a Christian in, in 2021 is it's way more difficult than it was in the eighties or whatever, you know, when we were kids, exactly. like it, it's now it's like, is you're suddenly labeled as a bigot or whatever. Everything has to be so politically I know. correct. So it's, and it, it's much harder. It's, now. it's much harder. And I feel like the um, sweetness of Billy to just support me. He's on my channel. He does California preachings. And chili. We call it chili because you put chai and Billy together and it makes <laughs> chili. chili. It's like Brangelina, um, but chili. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's so sweet. I mean, he comes on the show and he makes people laugh. He's a natural born comedian. So that's really funny. And we're just so different. I mean, he's East coast. I'm West coast. He's into wrestling. I hate wrestling. He's into <laughs> politics. I could care less. He's into wrestling. He loves. I had no idea. Yes. That's hilarious. And so we kind of have nothing in common except for our children and, and your covenant of marriage. And, and our covenant of marriage. Thank you, Jesus. And our sense of humor. We laugh about the yeah. same things. And yeah. here he comes. And <laughs> yeah. I'm overhearing this. <laughs> <laughs> Please come sit with my mom and do a little appearance Let on the Beckett Co. Like, what was that show where the person always appeared off camera and you always just heard their voice and you never saw Was them? it Charlie Charlie's Brown? Angels. No, but it was also Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 well, that wah, was wah. a teacher, but wasn't there like an episode? Wasn't there a character? Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Well, t yeah, of course, and he, Charlie. You're be, you'll be Charlie? I'll be Charlie. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> we exposed Charlie. We exposed. Charlie. First of all, let me clarify. When you say Billy's into wrestling, it's not like TV wrestling. It's I know, it's like Olympic just... and Greco-Roman freestyle, collegiate wrestling, college, NCAA wrestling. Okay, it's like you're, okay. I do it's like commentary legit, for legit ESPN. Oh, okay. Because I used to wrestle when I was younger in high school. And you were a wrestler? For the University, for Binghamton University. And uh, was nothing special, but 
I, Honey, it was very special. I was nothing special as a term, meaning I wasn't very good. I think uh, you were better than you give yourself credit for. You know nothing about it. Like you just admitted before I walked in this room, so how the hell would you have, never even, You've asked me more about wrestling in the 30 seconds since I've walked in this room than in the 30 years combined of our, of our relationship. I'm just so happy you don't have cauliflower ear. Because yeah. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, you've got cauliflower brain. That's my dad. Oh yeah. wait, that's that's your dad. Can't you tell? That? Look at the eyebrows. He's college, such a bald one. His college portrait. Who painted it? I don't know. I don't know. His <laughs> no dad. Idea. His dad. Mom, I guess, had it paid for when he was at Syracuse. That's so sweet. Um, so what he was we, shorter than the Baldwins, though. Five the brothers. Oh, yeah. okay. He's well, taller he than Stephen. Oh, <laughs> well, he's he's built. My father was very built. He was like five eleven, like two twenty five. Then was he a was he? A, then he became big. He got up to like. Two, was he a good dad? Five. Yes. Yeah. He kept you guys in line. Definitely. Yeah. He wasn't messing around. No. No. Um, anyway, we're, you're so digressing and spinning out right now. I know. Um, we have way more in common than you. We are Ricky and Lucy. We are Green Acres. Our Green Acres is like East Coast, West Coast. We've talked about this many times. I think not on your show, but... <laughs> We should, do a, we should do an episode together one time, the three of us. Yeah. yeah. That's what's Let's do it right now. Right Let's now. do it. <laughs> um, so, um, you, when you talk about that, it almost kind of hurts my feelings because it felt like we were. Oh my gosh, like we I'm hurting everybody's feelings. You are. You're just, well, you're just, yeah. Do you yeah. miss the. It's just, I, I just feel like we, had, we do have a lot more in common than you realize or you're willing to admit or you understand. Um, but you always say we have nothing in common. No, I, I also think in a relationship, part of a relationship and building and improving a relationship is to find new fun things to do together. And every time I throw up something, you like, <laughs> like, 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 shake like, down. like traveling, like, like, like wine tasting, taking, taking us a, a wine tasting class, going on a hike together. Oh, my hip, oh, my back, oh, my hips. <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> You can't even go for a hike. Mm. I go for a beach walk. Uh-huh, the sand. I have to take a shower. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to find things for us to like have common interests. And they're not hard. Like, hold hands on the beach. You could do that. Aww, you could that walk I up. can look. do. Yeah, see, they love each other. So, oh, so much. That's a, something that we have very much have in common. That's the thing. Like both, It's rare that and, both... Mm. Parties are so much fun in a marriage. Because, like, my parents, like, my dad wasn't really fun. We do love you know? him. Everyone thinks We have I love in, in common. We have, um, oh, boy. Much more. <laughs> no. so we, have, we have a sense of humor. We make each other laugh. Yes, we do. And we have certain intellectual areas in which we overlap where, where we're both interested in stuff. But there's areas where we're, like, oof, like opposite ends of the spectrum. You like my cooking. I do love your cooking. Um, I do. I'm I, a good lover. She thinks that. <laughs> no, no, no. Honey. What do you mean? No, no, no. What do you? What do you mean? No, no, no. What? You need the pressure for your skills. Oh my gosh, honey. We have. It's we gonna have. Be great um, we have. Um, she thinks we have bad communication, but I think I think people look at our relationship and think we have. Incredible. What do you no, think? I do. Like, what do you think? Put the camera on and go back over there and talk and I want to see what you say. Because I think we have good communication. When you miscommunicate a lot and you realize like 
it escalates into like a misunderstanding because you're miscommunicating and you figure that out, which we're getting better at. We miscommunicate a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have bad, we have a lot of communication, lots of loving communication, yeah. a lot of really funny communication. Sometimes it errs on the side of ball breaking too much. Like we bust, I, yeah. I tr turned her into a monster now. I've turned her into like a new worker in that way where she's very much into busting my chops <laughs> for no reason. Like I usually try to, but see, I do it too. I just do it out of nowhere for no reason. I just throw like a haymaker. No, because I'm like, thinking I to myself. I just said you're a cauliflower of the brain. I didn't need to say that. Right, you didn't. But the yeah. thing is, is that we have another possibly 30 years of marriage ahead of us. It's possible. If we have another 30 years of this marriage left and you're going to remain being you, then I need to transform myself into a much more aggressive Long Island type of girl who can get in your face a little bit. Massapequa. You certainly have become that a little bit. And Ed, um, what did you say last week? You're hurting my feelings. And I feel like when we do, when we do <laughs> miscommunicate, totally disregards when, we do, when we do miscommunicate, it's because I get, I am walking on eggshells. Like you feel like you're walking on eggshells yeah. too, which you, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I want to bring something up, but I'm afraid to bring it up because am I on? I'm afraid <laughs> to bring it up. Hi dad. <laughs> because I'm afraid I'm going to trigger like an anxiety attack. So I don't say anything. You know, you have this passive aggressive, non-verbal form what of communication where I'm saying you screwed up again without saying you screwed up again. And she knows I'm saying it without words. And then she gets angry at me and all, it's like my brother Daniel and I in the backseat of my father's car when he was driving, he would say, he would hit me and I would say, you know, knock it off fatso. And because I called him fatso, he hit me, but I couldn't fight him. He was twice my size. So the yeah. only thing I had was my mouth. Yeah. So every time I called him fatso, he hit me. Every time he hit me, I called him fatso. And every time I called him fatso, he hit me and it just never ended. That's such a seventies word. I right. Right. And that's what it's like. With Fatso over here. Yes. Now, that's what it's like. By the way, she's put on a couple of pounds in all the right places. Oh, yeah. I, I have, heard. I, I heard. love it. I so, love it. So that's what it's like with her. Like, I don't want to say anything. It's like, now's not the right time. And I'm kind of walking on eggshells because I want to say something, but I'm afraid I'm going to upset her and I'm afraid it's going to trigger an anxiety attack. So I don't. And then I keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And there's times where I bring it up and she's like, really? You're going to bring that up now? And she's kind of right because. It's 7.30 in the morning and we've been awake for 15 or 20 minutes. You're like, this is really the way you want to start my day? I said, no, no, it's not, I'm not picking a fight with you. It's just things we need to talk about, like with our kids. Believe me, I don't want to get into all of it now, but there's like serious, serious stuff we could talk about, about any one of our three kids right now that is like, we've talked about it 10 times in the last three months and we've taken no action on it. We keep saying, we're going to do that. And then another two weeks go by, I'm like, do you think we should talk about that situation with so-and-so? We're going to do that. And we're not doing Remember what we were talking before about that that therapy? I don't know what yeah. it was called. Yeah. That treatment. Like We've been talking about that in the short term for like two months and in the long term for like five years. <laughs> like we've been watching you. You're laughing. But I get afraid, I get afraid to, to say something because I'm afraid I'm going to trigger like an anxiety attack. So I, I, this stuff gets a little bit pent up and I get frustrated and I start communicating in a nonverbal way, which makes her go down the rabbit hole. And then we get into this death spiral. Like, do you ever see when birds are crabbing? Yeah. When they're fighting and they're yeah, spiraling, yeah. like they in a death spiral, like swirling and they're playing with each other? Well, same thing, but we're not playing. Yeah, but what's cool about, I mean, honestly, with, with your marriage, it is you both are so transparent and you mm -hmm. do communicate. 
even if even if the communication whatever is not always great it's a the, my parents well. my parents never they didn't communicate well like my dad barely spoke he would get home from work and he would barely speak to my mom and like but you guys are so do open do you think she was living in kind of a quiet desperation she, well she was maybe depressed she's on pills um, so with my mom from like the late 60s. To my mom too. See, oh my gosh. Your dad, was your dad, <laughs> was your was your dad uh, really open and vulnerable? No. No. Of course not. No. My, no, no but the, you guys are, you're open and vulnerable with yeah. each other. You the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. And that's what. No, that's, we have a lot in common, but there's certain things that we don't have in common at all. There's not enough overlap. And I thought maybe. I never thought and hoped or expected wrestling would be one of them unless like, Vance was on the wrestling team when we went to the matches together and then you would learn more about it or something. He wound up being 6'4", 150 pounds, so he wasn't a wrestler. He was a basketball player. Uh, but I certainly thought my political advocacy is something that would interest you over time. And 30 years later, you have moved the needle. Think about that much. I thought you'd get into Jesus. And here I am on your show. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. I go to church. No. I go to church more than you do. Yes. What Billy doesn't know is that he's going to be um, face planting. He's going to be face planting, and he's going to be a pastor one day and preaching at a church. This is what you don't know. This is what you don't know. You don't know this yet, but it'll, it'll all come to pass. It'll all come to pass, Pastor. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> You never know Shabbat what shalom. God's up to. Shabbat shalom. Um, so, so I really don't know. Like when we say Ricky and Lucy, we are like we're kind of Ricky and Lucy. Lucy, in reverse. she's the Cuban band leader. Right? Yeah, she's in the band and the songwriter, and she speaks Spanish. But she's also the crazy zany Lucy comedic side too. So I don't know really what I am, but. We have a Ricky and Lucy relationship. You're yeah. Ricky. You're the controlling, putting the band together, the leader of the show, and I'm just always ruining everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, you cannot be in the show. Lucy. Uh, no, but I think it's a good, like, from the outside in. I know you guys don't have that perspective because you've been together for how long? Not 25, 30, 30, 30 years. years? Yeah. You don't have this perspective, but from the outside in, I have not seen a healthier marriage in a long time. Really? Like seriously, you guys are so wow. real with each other and open and honest and you, you interact, you, you, the fact that you guys spend so much time with your kids is insane. Like mm -hmm. I never got that from my parents. And mm -hmm. so I just from the outside and I think it's an amazing relationship. Well, I, I love, I mean, obviously the greatest thing I ever achieved in my life. You don't have to keep panning back and forth. He'll be editing this, trust me. <laughs> Uh, no, I like the pen. One of the great, the greatest success and the thing that I'm most proud of and respect most out of anything I've ever done in my life is probably first the family we created and second our relationship. But it, you could, you can't have the first without the second. I mean, maybe we're first, but no, no, we're, not. we're, second. <laughs> we're second. The kids yeah. and the family are first, and and but what we've accomplished is is pretty, um, you know, significant. I just wish we, I wish. It, I don't think people realize that are in the situation we're in, or they're even in the doldrums, they're in the complacency, they're in the sort of the disease of complacency in a, in a relationship where it's, there's a lot, there's atrophy. 
I don't think people realize how you can change that and turn and I'm being hypocritical right now because we're due for a dose of this. Uh, but you could really change the flow. I always say you could change the, um, you know, you could reverse the course of the Mississippi, you know, like you get your, the flow of the relationship going back in a really, really cool, positive direction with just a couple simple tricks. And the um, electroshock therapy. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you can, um, can do that with a couple little, maybe we'll save that for a show. We'll talk about it for a show. I mean, have you guys, not that this has to be aired or whatever, but I, have you guys talked about couples therapy? We've done it before. She doesn't like it. No. I don't, I don't love the, the therapy thing. Um, I would be willing to do it. It's just that I feel like when we do therapy that he basically makes them fall in love with him and then I become the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's code for I it's he said she said she goes by herself then I go by myself and then we go together because a lot of times if you're our therapist right there's certain things I can say there's certain ways in which I can say it to you when we're alone that I can't say it when I'm sitting next to China quite because it, I just have to like say it my way and so that you hear like my reality and my truth and then when we get together we examine that issue she tur turns me into like federal prosecutor in closing arguments. <laughs> and cause she's, you want to know why really basically? Cause she lies. I mean, she lies she in lies. therapy. We're paying all of this money for therapy. And then she lies. You're a, you lie. She lies. And then she turns Isn't me into like Giuliani in closing arguments against like putting Gotti away. Okay. And then she feels bad because I, I have an, I have a, I wouldn't say it's a gift or a power, but she, that's the way she would interpret it. I have a way of presenting an argument that I can articulate it in a way that's a little bit more effective than she can. So it comes across like I'm right and she's wrong. And um, there's a reason for that. <laughs> Was there ever a time where you guys... That's not nice. No, I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Was there I love you. I'm so sorry. I'm so happy. <laughs> Was there ever a time where you guys like... Almost called it quits. Yeah, she tried to divorce you. She filed. I did. She filed. What? Where? Why? When? Um, you want to hear something really great before you tell that story? Because I have to go. She did it, and she gave the lawyer a fifteen thousand dollars check. And at the end of the meeting, he handed it back to her. I've never heard of this before. He said, "You don't. This doesn't sound like a relationship that's supposed to end. Do me a favor. Go to therapy with your husband. Work on your relationship. Come back in six months. If you feel the same way, I'll cash the check." Praise God. Yeah. How cool is that? That's awesome. That guy didn't take the money. Good. Now I want to hear you tell us, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, but um, I met Billy in 91. I was 23 years old. When this all went down, I was 43 or something like that. And I had changed a lot and grown as a human being. And I just felt like Billy wasn't accepting the person that I had become, you you texting right now is really getting in the way of me being able to have an effective dialogue with <laughs> okay, my audience. Okay, it's just Justin and New Year's Eve. Oh, it's just Justin Bieber stuff. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's Haley. It's not Justin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I made some mistakes. I definitely did, and I and I own up to that. And I know that. Um, I'm really grateful that it, I didn't end our marriage. I was pretty close. 
I'm so glad you didn't. I know. I don't think you were. I don't think you realized. That were you freaked out when she? No, I he never freaked out. He never thought I'd actually go. No, 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 no. I was freaked out, and I was very scared, and and mostly scared, and a little bit, uh, and sad, and a little bit angry, but there was a large swath of that that was confident that we were going to be okay because, and I say this to try to get angry when I say, keep it on you because you need your reaction to this, not me. We need your reaction to this. <laughs> um, we'll do a post reaction. <laughs> I, I just felt that China was experiencing, there was numerous things going on in her life that had nothing to do with me that were troubling her. I, our relationship was one of what I kept saying was like a, a menagerie of things that were going on, you know, mm -hmm. and I was one of them. The, the relationship was part of it. And I was a contributing factor. It wasn't, she wasn't the only problem in the relationship. There were things we needed to work on and improve, but I, I really felt like there was five or six different things going on, which I could easily list. Mackenzie's book was one of them. This is all going down at the same time. <clears throat> Financial challenges because we had, Wait, but what, why did Mackenzie's Mackenzie Phillips wrote yes. a book about? So the stuff that was in the. But why was the, that? Why did that affect your marriage? It, I, that's what I'm saying. It had nothing to do with me. Uh, she was she was flipping out you because were other things were going on in her yeah. life. Mackenzie's book and the revelations, financial hardship because I had done dirty, sexy money and we we're backstroking in cash, and all of a sudden the show got canceled, and and we had the meltdown of 2008. And we went seriously, we burned through that money and went into, so there's financial issues. Um, uh, you know, the whole thing with, with the Christian band, China and Vaughn, all of a sudden she's never away from the kids. Now she's doing 40 or 50 shows. She's going to be on the road for three or four months. She never went 72 hours without seeing the kids. Now she was going to see them twice a month for, for like three or four months to work harder than she had worked in years, show after show after show on a tour bus for four months. Um, Stuff that we were going through financially, stuff that was going on with Mackenzie. You being controlling. Well, I say, and, and then the stuff that was going on <laughs> in our in our relationship. She used to say, I would, you know, I would be, I'd like to say she was at the sink doing the dishes, looking out the window, but that never happened. Um, but she, <laughs> she'd be at, in the house and like watch me drive away in the car. And she would say, I could finally breathe again. And then all of a sudden the car would come back. She'd hear the car oh. come up the driveway and hear the gravel crunching and hear the door close. And she would say, it felt like somebody was like starting to sit on her chest again, like when I was back home. That is not good. Yeah. I mean, but you also have to like take into account not only those things that were going on in her life at the time, but her childhood, which was chaotic, super chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. right. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm speaking for you. Yeah, no, it's true. No, but I'm just saying that like, I felt like if China could realize that I'm one of five or six things that are there's, there's been like a the perfect a storm, litany, the planetary yeah. alignment of this was a convergence of five or six things that all went down at, at simultaneously. And so what would you say your flaws are? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that. No, let's go. Number one. Um, <laughs> I wish I could. I wish there was things about me that I could change that I that it doesn't. Like what? It's hard to change. It's hard. <laughs> like what? Well, some of the things that you would like for me to do. No, 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 no. What, what are some of the flaws that you think you have? Um, 
It's hard to tell no, no, like, no. I, what I your think, flaws are. I think that um, we have an allergy to one another. The Ricky and Lucy thing, we have like an allergy. Like That's my flaw? No, I... I We're talking about your flaws. Right, I have... I have something about me that you're allergic to. That's a flaw in me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's weird because when you're in, it's weird when you're in a relationship, you know, when you, when you really truly fall in love with somebody, you love everything about them, all, all of it. The vulnerabilities, warts the off, warts, yeah. all of it. Like there were things about China that were, that no one would categorize. She wouldn't perceive this. No one would perceive it as a compliment. And it was another reason that I was in love with her. It was like all, all of the flaws. Very sweet. What were the flaws? Which I want to know she, what his flaws are. She, he won't tell me. I'm, I'm getting there. So, oh. so you know, she's um, very uh, super, super tough and confrontational in some ways. And like completely like a delicate butterfly, like a California, like wall child, like child of... Wallflower. Calif Calif yeah, California wallflower, like the child of hippies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she is, literally. Yes, she is. <laughs> so, you know, all of the stuff, the vulnerabilities, her issues, about her anxieties, and all of her stuff from her childhood, <clears throat> her parents' addiction, different forms of abuse and stuff like that, all of that was uh, like an attraction for me. And... I think my way made her feel very safe and made her feel very protected. And she thought, oh my God, I'm finally with a guy who's never going to let anybody hurt me again. Hmm. Because I had this energy and this attitude that made her feel safe and protected. There's and that's when I right. was doing it towards the world and she was hiding back here and she was protected back here. Well, all of a sudden I went, I turned around and I started to subject her to that same energy, that same urgency that same intensity when when I was trying to when I felt taken for granted or I felt and all of a sudden that that very thing about me that made her, her fall in love with me the very thing that made her feel safe was making her fall out of love with me yeah. because it was making her feel very unsafe the very reason not the very but one of the reasons one of the greatest attractions was me being this like sort of loudmouth from the east coast who and it's true. Anybody like ex wrestler who could take like well, no. If anybody them. ever threatened my children yeah. or my woman, you know, I this is back when I could do something about it when I was you know twenty five, thirty five, forty years old, and now I'm getting too old. Like I, I need another way to protect them, another way to defend myself. Um, and I think that is it's weird because my form of communication is something that you found attractive. And found very protective. And then she was saying, I, I found you make me feel very unsafe now when you do that. And I need you to change it. And I thought, like, okay, I'm going to try to do this. I think I can. But it's weird because where I come from, the girls that you do this to that are from where I'm from, it's a cultural thing. It's almost like a mating call. I keep saying it to China. It's like a mating call. It's like foreplay for the Italian and the Irish girls from Philly <laughs> and Boston and New York. When you're from Long Island and you talk the way I talk, they... They give it right back to you. It's just like right, but if it, I give it right back to you, you get you escalate it. So you don't want me to give it right it back to you. No, you it say that, but you don't mean it. From, no, no. When you say it jokingly and lovingly, I think it's hilarious. When we're having a disagreement, and I think I'm right, and and it's starting to escalate. Um, There's another one of your flaws. Can I just point it out? Sure. You think you're always right. 
I don't know about that because I have I have said to you numerous times. How many times? Not a lot, but how many times have I said to you in the last year or two? You're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I admit it. I'm sorry. Wow. I that not you've many, never heard those words. Not many. No. <laughs> not but when many. I thought that I was, I said I was like, I apologize for it. I admitted it. Okay. Yeah, that's happened a few times. Have I? Do I do that? Do you feel like we both need to work on that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Okay. I See, what China does is when she turns me into federal prosecutor, and she's trained all of my kids to do this to me now. They've all turned on me. They've all turned on me. That's <laughs> not true. Yes, they have. They've all turned on me because I walk into Brooke's room and I'll say, Brooke, when nobody's there, not, I'm not embarrassing in front of her. I'm like, Brooke, what did I say to you about the kitchen? What did I say to you about like when you're, you know, you you make the mac and cheese and everything? You know, it's like, you, you know, you're, you're 16 now. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not your housekeeper. You gotta like. And she, and she, they, everyone does the same thing. They look at me like, <laughs> okay, psycho. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and when people start talking about whenever they've done something wrong, it's never about what they've done wrong. It's about the fact that I actually had the balls to say something about it. And I said, well, how would you like me to say it? Would you want me to whisper? Would you write me to write a melody and I'll sing it to you? Would you like me to whistle while I say it? Do you want me to get on my knees and pray while I say it? How do you want me to say it? I'm just, saying you did something wrong and you're looking at me like I'm crazy because I have the audacity to say to you for the third time in two months, but you've done this 50 times and I just haven't said anything the other 47 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what China does is every time I say something about something that's troubling me, she turns it into my attitude or my tone. Like, you know, I'm like, forget how I said it. I'll I, I'll sing you a lullaby. I'll sing you a, ch I'll put it in a friggin' poem for you. Like, what do you want me to do? Just like, just hear the words. Okay, here we go. What are we gonna? Uh, he's moody. That's definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> you keep it on you. Good. No, but are you moody? <clears throat> oh boy. Okay, here we go. Listen, he's say, moody. <laughs> I would say that I. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Say, do I you guys let? Do you go to? Do you let the sun go down on your anger? Yes. At night? Yes. Not a lot, but sometimes. Okay. Can you? Can you do something right now for me? Yes. What is it, Pastor? I'm scared. Say this to each other right now. Okay. Come here, Billy. Say I. I'm sorry for for ever forever hurting you, and I love you. I love you. All right. So I'm sorry for ever hurting you, and I love you. Yeah. Can you say that? Are you going first? Like, you have to be sincere, too. I'm sorry for ever hurting you. <laughs> Say it! <laughs> I thoroughly meant to do that seriously. I, you know, I feel I'm sorry for ever hurting you, and I'm madly in love with you. I love you so much. China? I'm sorry for ever hurting you, and I love you so much. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I was trying to feel it. Oh, come okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't feel it. I was numb. I was not passive. I was numb. I couldn't feel anything. It's terrible. Don't judge me. Judge not. Here we go. We're going to do it again. I did. I was great. You were? Yeah. I didn't feel it. <laughs> You're just admitting you can't feel anything. Say it again. I love you so much. And I hate when I hurt you. <laughs> <laughs>
You do? Mm -hmm. Of course I do. I tell you that all the time. <laughs> Spit it out! Okay. I love you so much, honey. I love you so much. And I'm really sorry that I hurt you. I don't want to hurt you, but you hurt me so much. That no, 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 no buts. You back. Just, just end it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Cut. And take your end. Cut. Action. And I never mean to hurt you, even though I know I do a lot. And I'm so sorry. No kiss. She can't even get through a take. She can't even get through a take. I'm so sorry. I'm too. Everyone's going to hate me and they're all going to love you. <laughs> Don't kiss me like we're freaking 90. Yes, kiss me. Kiss me. Mm -hmm. See? It's okay, easy. good. Yay. Yay. I don't like the way China puts all this dread on situations all the time about, you know, I know I hurt you so much. You don't. You don't. What do you mean? You just said, I'm sorry, I hurt you so much. And I know I do. I hurt you so much. I know I do. I don't? What are you talking about? No. I don't? You bring me so much laughter and joy. Yeah. That's really sweet. That happens when you're depressed. That's the way you perceive the world. It is. And you should be. You should be. Everybody that watches, well, not on Becky Chip, they know we are going through what everybody else in the world is going through right now with the pandemic and not working and financial insecurity. Plus, we have another layer that most of them don't have with a child whose health was at risk. Yeah. And yes. there's nothing, as anybody out there who knows, yeah. and you can never ever know yeah. what it feels like in your heart when you go to bed at night, when you have a child that's sick, and you have a child that has compromised health, and it's, you know, it's a dangerous situation, and mm -hmm. you'll never know the horror of, of like how we've done it. I, I, have no, I have no clue, especially you. Like you've been like warrior mom and you've been wearing a cape. She started freaking out when we came home from the hospital again last week. And she came home and she like had uh, <laughs> she came back and she started crying. Things were going wrong with Christmas. Long story short, we had a tree. We, you saw it. And oh, the tree's amazing. The tree's amazing. So pretty. Yeah. It's called a noble fir. It looks like a Charlie Brown tree. But that's what's beautiful about a noble fir is that you see the lights on the inside of it? We wrap the trunk with the lights back on me, please. What do you have all day? <laughs> so um, she was not thrilled about we, we wound up down at Cedars for like four days longer than we were supposed to be there. So by the time we got back, we lost four days of Final preparation. We got back on Tuesday and Christmas was Friday. Yeah. And I was so spent that I was like, I don't care. Like if my kids wake up and we take advantage of all the Christmas bargains on the 27th of December and we get them twice as much for half the price, I could care less. Because you usually get them, you know, two or three nice things and then five or six practical things. We'll get them like a computer or something they need. And then some nice clothes. Hair socks. Yeah, yeah. Whatever practical stuff, <laughs> stuff they need. 
usually clothes, gift card or whatever. We don't go crazy. And now it's back. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So um, <laughs> we, we, we weren't checking that box this Christmas. And Shana is like hysterically crying. And she's, you know. Well, he'd been through a lot. I yeah, to and be... I'm saying, I mean, think about how you perform. At one point we were at the hospital and they changed their, code of, their COVID protocol. And they said, no, the whole time we were there, no visitors except for the mother and father, no siblings. So Jameson and Brooke couldn't see Vance. And then five days into it or four days into it, they said only one parent, no switching. So one parent can continue to see him and the other parent, you can't alternate days with parents. So and she I just looked at me like tiger mom. And she looked at me like, if you think I'm leaving his side, you're high. So I didn't even say a word. I was like, Clearly, and, you know, I really thought a mother's love when like it comes to yeah, you getting foot rubs yeah, and stuff like yeah. that and, you need your and bringing him, you know, matzo ball broth, whatever it was. It was just like, it's, it was a loving situation that it was a, there's a tenderness that's part of healing that comes better from a mom. And I just like, I was like, okay, for the last three days he was in the hospital. I couldn't go in the hospital because of COVID because of the, 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 the spike we're in right now. So it was, and it was leading into the holidays and, and, you know, you just have been, I lost it on so Christmas Eve. I you you have been such a superhero. And, and uh, yeah, but how we got on this, I don't know. We've been got digressing all over the place. We were talking about my flaws and you, you definitely, I am <laughs> You moody. don't like to talk about your flaws. I am, I am so moody. It's easy to digress. I am, I am moody. Um, I can be intense. But don't you want to be happier? I think that's. I don't think, you want to be happier, honey? Uh, I don't think I'm a person that's that flies up the escalator, you know, the elevator with super high highs. And I, I do wish in general <clears throat> that I wasn't, <clears throat> I didn't have as much to worry about as I do. <clears throat> I get bogged down and you, you get know, cranky. I get moody. You get moody. I get moody. Yeah. We, we all do. I get a little I urgent. Get, I get moody. I get a little urgent. I get a little intense. Uh, I get I get moody. It probably is. I'm sure China will tell you when I'm not here, and the kids. She'll tell you that the kids have told her that it's di a difficult energy to be around sometimes. But I don't think I'm like an angry person or, or like an, or an overwhelmingly depressed or, or a, da a downer of a personality. I'm interesting to be around. I'm fun to you be around. You have lots of waves, though, and that's what's hard to keep up do. with. Mm -hmm. It's hard to keep up with his waves. I never know who I'm getting. You know, like one second you walk out the door whistling, you come back in grumpy, or you know what I mean. That guy. That's my issue sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, can, I can understand why you feel that way. Yeah. yeah. But I told you, you know. But you only have to I'm a caveman. She knows I'm a caveman. I just need to, I've told you I'm a caveman. Yeah. I need three things. <laughs> what are the three things again? The three things are a ham and cheese. He never eats ham. That's a joke. It's don't Yeah, don't ruin don't the get joke. In the way of my life, okay? Ham and cheese. I need her to check three boxes, okay? Take care of the kids. I want to do it when she's not around. I want to do it with her. I want to make sure she When you it. put take care of the kids on there, that makes me feel like you think I don't take You're care of the kids. Not You're not letting her super mom. Okay, let's start this again. And cut. And take two and action. action. So, A, Becky, <laughs> I'm a caveman. All right, I need three things. You check these three boxes and we're all set, okay? Three things. I want us to take care of the kids. China does a great job. She's an amazing mother. Yes. But 
We do it together, check. We do it when she's not around on the road, check. I do it, check. When I'm not around, check. I wanna make sure that my children are provided for, taken care of, mostly in the form of, of emotional intimacy, which she does way better than I do. Like getting down and dirty one-on-one -on -one with yeah. each kid and having an emotional connection with them. Like they're more, much more deeply emotionally connected to her than me. That's one, take care of my kids, check. Number two, I need a ham and cheese, all right? And number three, I usually phrase this differently when the cameras aren't rolling. I need some more ham and cheese. Sexual <laughs> I need some some action. And I said, if, if you check those three boxes every 72 hours, <laughs> if you achieve emotional intimacy, no we have a nice home-cooked meal, and, and we have sexual intimacy twice a week, I will never complain for the rest of it. And she said, oh, you'll just find something. I said, let's just have a trial one. Let's just see how it goes for six weeks. Let's just see how it goes. And sure. amazing. She did great and I did great. And we were just swimming along and she was right. She said, you'll find something else to complain about. <clears throat> and he did. I did. And the only other thing that I found that I complained about <clears throat> was reckless and irresponsible spending, which you are so good about like 98% of the time. And you walk into Not this woman's, today. You walk into this woman's closet and you'll be, you'll be stunned, right? You'll faint. There's nothing in there. Very, very modest wardrobe. She drives a nice car, but nothing super fancy, yeah. you know? But when it comes to two things, when it comes to like wellness protocols and all natural and all organic and all these, you know, digestive enzymes, we spend tons and tons of money on that. And the other thing is when it comes down to crunch time, I mean, there was a time in my career where I used to get nervous. I don't want to say it like out loud, but we, when my bank account went below a certain number, I would get nervous. Like 500000 Yeah, like that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you know how many times my bank account has gone under $5,000 since since Dirty Sexy Money got canceled in 2008? How many times? Like 100 times. But you mean below 500000 no, no, below 5000 Oh my gosh. Yes. That's a 5000 And everybody here thinks, oh, these rich people, these famous people. No, I had to go out and go do yeah. another steaming pile of Alpo dog food in the form of some stupid movie that I didn't want to do. But, and if I had money in the bank, I would have turned it down. But I have a family, you know, I, I remember being on the set of Flatliners, I'm digressing, but with Kevin Bacon. And he said, I used to, I'm paraphrasing Kevin, but he said, I used to sit in my ivory tower with, you know, and, and like turn down all of these, these um, <clears throat> offers trying to figure out what, and again, I'm paraphrasing, like, what my next statement I wanted to make about me as an artist, my, 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 my next creative choice. He goes, and then I married Kira and I had the two kids and I became Fred Flintstone. I picked up the lunch pail and the hard hat. And I, I just had to go to work to support my family. And that's the way it's been for me for a long time. So even since before the kids, I mean, to live in New York and live in Santa Barbara and live in Santa Monica, the cost of living, yes, I don't know, I it's know. like five times higher than living in, Indiana, you know I know. what I mean? We have to be more responsible with our spending. Sometimes I've always said it comes down to we have to pay our rent or our mortgage, whatever situation we're in at that time. Gas, you know, rent, utilities, gas, food, and like one or two other things. And that's, you cannot spend any money on anything else until like further notice, until like somebody says, here comes the next, you know, yeah. the next little portion of money or the next truckload of money. I mean, I don't make 
truckloads unless I'm a, a series regular on a, on, a, on a show. It could be, you know, a, a Netflix show for 10 episodes or it could be um, a network show for 25 episodes. Either one that's when you're a series regular, you get paid pretty comfortably. Well, there you go. Yeah, but we have to wrap it up with just the two of us because he's great, but we need we to that. end okay. it together here. Do it Billy, here. thank you for your time. So how did you feel about all that? Mm. Honey child. Did you feel like you kissed and made up? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, what's there not to love? He's a very, very You loving. guys are great together. We're perfect There's, for each other. That's the problem. That's the thing. That's the thing. So you have 30 more years of Billy, so that's great. Hey, one day at a time. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, the marriage is, um, marriage is, it's biblical that there's a power struggle. It's biblical that there's going to be a power struggle between man and woman. That's part of the fall. And also, I mean, what people may not know on my show is that, you know, you guys are kind of unequally yoked. China's on fire for the Lord. Billy, not so much. No, he's on fire for Twitter and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I don't know. Does he... Is he a professing Christian or like... What? No. No. So Billy's not a Christian, but... We know that he's going to be one because we pray for him all the time. And you guys pray for him too, because he's awesome. And we would love to, because I think that that's what you're really longing for mm -hmm. when all the bickering, it's like, there's, it's, I think when Billy gets saved, it's just going to be like, boom. yeah, and it's going to be so much, yeah. peace. there's going to be so much peace and joy yeah. and like harmony Amen. in your relationship. I agree. So Lord, I we agree. just pray for that. Yes, we do. And, um, you know, it, it can't come a day soon, too soon. Yeah. It can't come a day too soon. Amen. Uh, but he's a great guy and he's um, a, an amazing husband. And, and I'm, a supporter. I'm not just trying to end it with a pretty bow. I mean, we have issues, clearly. But he's... he's, he's but he's a, supportive of Cal yeah, Preach. He's supportive very of Very supportive of Cal Preach. And he goes to church, you know, if he could go to church right now, he would. And... Um, you know, if I said to him, I want to read a Bible verse with you every single morning and let's pray, he probably would. So maybe I need to be a little bit more like, let's do this together. Let's share this together. Mm -hmm. Even though he might come a little, you know, begrudgingly or whatever he may, it might not be his thing. He would do it. And that's the beauty. Yeah. He's like open. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just, he's not saying that's you, not me. He's not putting up walls. That yeah. Way. He's so soft-hearted. He, he really doesn't is. really because uh, even today he was like, "Oh, I can't. I don't have time to have lunch with you guys." And then, of course, he ends up having lunch with us and an hour-long like an interview hour -long on your show, so which is like we prayed about that this morning. I mean, is God not good? Yeah. We said, "Lord, soften his heart we, and yeah. help him to just be open." And then God is so gracious. Not only did he sit down and join us for lunch, he did an hour interview for you for your show. Yeah, and you don't know this, but I gave him a copy of my book. I saw that next to his bed. I know. And I said, Billy, just read chapter one and two. Because they're so fast. The chapters yeah. are really fast. I said, just read chapter one and two. It'll take you 15 minutes, 20 minutes max. Amen. And he's like, okay, I will. So I'm excited about that because it's all, those two chapters are like yes. me going from darkness to light. And I want, I want him to see that, like really, uh, that detailed kind of transition. Yes. Thank you for being on the Beckett Cook Show. Yes, I'm and, so honored. Uh, yeah, guys, please, thank you for joining us and thank you for liking and subscribing and sharing. It was group therapy. It was group therapy. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you for being a part of our Thank group you, therapy. And happy new year. And you know, we wish you guys all the best in 2021. And we do. We just pray that God's just gonna keep moving and keep saving souls. So Amen. peace of Christ. Peace of Christ. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of the Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.